Ooh. Cheers. Cheers, man. Ting. Ting. Oh, Chris, what a week, bro. Ah, uh, what a week. Welcome back to episode one of the new season. season episode tray. 25 total, isn't it? I don't know. Welcome to season three, everybody. Season to three. the Dad Life Podcast. It's been a couple weeks since we wrapped on our second season. Um, Ryan, it's been a hell of a week. It's been a hell of a week. Uh, a lot of stuff has happened. Uh, I, we could have done an entire episode about grief, and I'll tell you why. Uh, our family lost uh, our, our pup, who was 15 years old. His name was Dexter and was a huge part of our family. He was there for both the kids when they were born and brought home. He was my Christmas gift to Courtney when we were first married. So he has seen it all and it has been rough for our family um, in the, in the purest sense. He I'm sorry. I think amazing. you actually mentioned um, his condition on one of the prior episodes. So. Probably. Yeah. yeah, man. Our heart goes out to you, man. Appreciate sorry. it. Appreciate um, it. But here we are um, back at this podcast and thing, drinking beer. Today we're drinking uh, a beer out of Bend, Oregon, Deschutes Brewery. It's a, Black Butte Porter. It's one of my favoriteest beers. Haven't had it in a long time. Let's give her a try. Black Butt Porter. Butt Butte. Because I can't say Butte. It just says butt. Mm. That's good. Soft breeze, sturdy roots. Ooh, that is delicious. It's that's good. like a... That's reminiscent of a Guinness. It sure is. A little bit. I like um, the picture of the fire tower on the t- on the front too. That's cool, right? It's a nice touch. I actually have my Oregon Love shirt on right you now. You do for two reasons. Tell well, me. let's call it three. Tell We're us. We're drinking an Oregon beer. Yeah. My family is in Oregon right now, which I'm not with them. Obviously, I've been bachelor the last week, and we have a very special guest today, a friend of mine, um, who we served in the military together in the state of Oregon. His name is. Stephen Harvey, he uh, is an air traffic controller, and he, you know, side gigs is the host of the Family Feud. I knew it. In a while. And has his own show and a giant mustache, right? Um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we, probably not, right? Probably not. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. So. So we let's bring him in. Let's bring him in. Welcome, Steve. Steve. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I Absolutely. Steve, where are you? You're calling in from California, right? I am. Yeah, I live in uh, El Dorado Hills, California. It's just kind of in the, just as you get into the foothills out of Sacramento. Nice. And uh, Chris is going to make you talk about your history together, which we'll get to. But first and foremost, your dad, which is pretty important to be on the Dad Life podcast. You're damn right. (laughs) I am a dad. Yeah, I have two two children, a nine-year-old and an eight-year-old. Ooh, nice. Very close to our ages as well. That's perfect. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. All right, Chris, take it away. And how then I'll how, how long have you been married, Steve? Uh, it, I, in October, it'll be 12 years. Nicely done, man. Congrats yeah. on that. Um, oh, thanks. I'm going to talk a little bit, and then I'm going to let Steve do most of the talking. But okay. um, I almost moved there to, uh, to El Dorado Hills or close, close by. I actually got a job at the same facility where Steve works. And uh, my wife, Jennifer, and I went out six years ago and spent three or four days kind of house hunting and kind of feeling out the area to see if you wanted to go. And um, although the the visit was awesome and the place is beautiful, like the California thing just scared us away. Um, The price? Prices and most 
notably definitely was the um, requirements for my wife to get her dental hygiene license, which was just atrocious. Oh, okay. California's got its own thing going on with a lot of different ways. So, got it. Man, was so close to living right there with Steve, and his wife was gracious enough to kind of be our personal tour guide. She's a realtor, so oh nice. It was really nice to have that uh, you know ace in the hole for that experience but um man it, it didn't work out it, it was, was a sad day when you made a decision not to come i know it was a bummer dude i miss you dude how the heck are you uh i you know what considering all the stuff that's going on i could not be any better i don't think <laughs> I'd, I'd say we <laughs> we're pretty much on the same you know as with you said all the things considered it's uh we're doing okay um yeah. i was going to just allow Ryan to kind of take the outsider's perspective mm-hmm. to ask questions to us about our perspective as air traffic controllers mm-hmm. and military members in an air traffic control um, position. Where we could talk about our mission, which, you know, is a really cool mission, but <laughs> once you're into it, Sometimes it's it gets pretty crummy sometimes, okay. but our, our mission set is is pretty unique. It's pretty cool. Okay, so so I was supposed to be prepared. Oh shit. no, Damn no, it. fire away, dude! It's I'm oh, kidding. I'm prepared. I can wing it. I'm in sales. I can do whatever I want. Um, <laughs> so I I would say from the outset, I'll start with air air traffic control because I feel like. I have more questions towards that end than I do military because I've had uncles in the military and I feel it like, and my grandfather and I picked the okay. crap sure. out of their brain, but I will, I'll bring military back into it. Sure. Um, so I think Steve, this is more pertaining to you, but with air traffic control in Northern California, are you stressed out of your mind? Like the entire time you're on shift and you can't really relax? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a loaded question. Um, well, for the, for the tax-paying public, yes. That's uh, what I thought. It's a stressful job. Um, <laughs> you know, I've always said in my inner circles that it's, it's if you're not if you're not good at it or you don't understand it, uh, it, it is probably going to kill you early in life. Yeah. Um, but if you're if you're good at it, you understand it, you speak the language, and and you work as a team. Uh, you know, what? I I am lucky to work where I'm at because everybody I work with is good. So I. I'm a supervisor now, so I kind of stepped out of the whole what uh, line controlling thing. This is the first time uh, I've so heard that, this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, they, they scowl at you when you do what? that. What, um, Steven? Yes, I'm actually coming up on a year on August 18th. Will be my, my uh, I'll be off probation, as they call it. But, okay. Yeah, no, I I have never been. You know, stress that the schedule is the hardest part of the whole thing. Yeah. Not, not our current schedule, but that road, their counterclockwise rotating compressed schedule that we do that they tell us is so great is not in my. In is my your opinion. was your schedule before COVID nineteen the same as Christmas? I would I would imagine it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it would start with a swing, two swings, kind of a, a a third day, which could be a little wacky, and then two day shifts or a day shift and then a mid. Is that kind of how you'd go? Yeah, I would go swing, swing, and then that quick turn. You get off at night, and then you go right back to work in the morning, yeah. and then a day mid the next day. The worst part of the entire thing is that quick turn. It's there's, so terrible. There's nothing good about it. Mm-mm. That sounds terrible. It is. it is. And it's the only schedule being in this profession for 20-plus years that I know. It's the only one I understand. And 
it's hell on your body. Yeah. Um, now that we're in this kind of COVID posture, we've been working consistent shifts, uh-huh. which has been the greatest thing ever. So you have consistency. So your sleep patterns are regular mm-hmm. and you just know you're on a routine. Your body has some kind of circadian rhythm, which on that other sc- schedule is just an absolute piece of shit. Yeah. It sounds awful. Yeah. All right. All right. So next question. And I, I kind of know the answer because I've met a lot of Chris's um, air traffic control buddies here in Utah. But would you say 90% of who you work with are retired military? Uh, it's up there. Yeah. 70, 75 to, to 90. We actually, we got a handful of guys that, you know, came from the streets and, uh, or maybe did That's some high piloting. So under, understood the language a little bit, but in my facility, yeah, I would say the, the significant majority is ex-military. So what would be the path, I guess, for the, cause I have no idea if I wanted to do this career, how would I do that if I didn't go the military route? Uh, well, they have a couple options these days. They colleges have two and four year degrees you can go do. Some of them oh. even have their own airfields where you can get uh, like oh. your certified tower uh, operator certificate. Um, or you can, you know, you can more go from your sales job to applying for the FAA and get hired right off the street for real. Yep. My yeah. sister has been going through this process uh, kind of as we speak. Damn. You take a aptitude test. To make sure you're not crazy. That comes after. Okay. <laughs> they, they take that test too. <laughs> they take that after. Um, okay. Yeah. So I failed that one. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You take this aptitude test to see if they think you have the set of skills to do the job, which does not coincide ever. Perfect. Uh, it really doesn't is not a good, you know, litmus test on whether or not you could do the job. You don't know until you, you know, plug in and start doing it for real. Okay. And start the training process. Fascinating. Yeah. I didn't know that. I think we talked, I think we briefly actually talked about it once when they were looking and you said something about it. Um, But I've Because when we first started this podcast, there was an open uh, kind of call for Uh, hiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and there currently is still right now too. Okay. Um, which is kind of funny because not one day of live training has occurred since COVID began. So we got this massive backlog right now, which is going to, it's going to be, ugly. it's going to suck once it opens back up, which brings up the next question. When do you think we're going to get back to normal air flight? Uh, I forgot my magic ball. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> nobody knows that answer. Man. I wish I did. There's I think, some facilities that are pr- – I think I, – I don't know if you guys are, Chris, but there's some facilities conducting training via like Zoom and yeah, stuff right now. Yeah, they but are. As far as live traffic training, that's not happening. No. Nope. I don't think anytime soon. Yeah, the answer is unknown. Fair enough. They had like, I guess, hopes of June Yeah. back, you know, when this first started and <laughs> then gone. that – you know, obviously passed and now it's September, October, but nope. who, who the hell knows? I don't think until 2021. That's just my personal opinion. Right. Eh, who the hell knows, man? But <laughs> All right, fair You enough. know, I don't mind it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, well, no, sorry no. trainees. They're getting to sit home though. You need to keep the same schedule, you know. All right. So to diverge from air traffic control for one second. Sure. Uh, Steve. I know yep. you spent a lot of years in the military with this bald-headed man in front of me. 
<laughs> he wasn't so bald when I knew him. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. Hair. I would appreciate some dirt on oh, Chris because oh, I feel like that's geez. really what we need oh, in this podcast. Boy. Yeah, you know, I, I it's all pretty innocent dirt. I got nothing bad for you. There's a lot of Keystone lights and you. Oh man, yeah. smooth, <laughs> smooth like Keystone. No, it's not a lot of golf. We drink a lot of good yeah. beer. How dare you? <laughs> That just seemed to be the drink of choice up there, and you know, for for quite some years before yeah, my age kind of doesn't allow me to drink like that anymore. Mm-hmm. So um, no dirt stories. Yeah. Come on, I don't. Oh man, I mean the stories are endless, but I don't think you. This podcast that would take up season three. Yeah, yeah. maybe we should do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Stories from the military, by Steve Chris and Steve. I'm gonna. <laughs> I was thinking about it, you know, as we were kind of preparing for this this episode, and I'm I'm trying to think about Derek the same thing about you, and I can't honestly come up with anything except positive things to say about Steve. I never saw Steve angry. Wow. I never saw Steve like yell or just be in a pissy shitty mood. And yeah. we had a lot of those opportunities to be in those um, situations. Oh yeah. In the military, especially, you know, our, in our, uh, with our mission set. So I don't know. The dude can handle some, some shit. So he's he's, he's one of the the best dudes, man. I've never seen Chris Chris lose it either. So yeah, I've never lost it. He was in charge. He was in charge of a group of people that kind of had a, a, a (laughs) a ghost mission, a phantom mission, um, because our equipment just doesn't work that world well. So, um, um, it, was, it was not easy, and we lived. And you, you were you were in charge during a time when uh, there was a lot of transition happening from. It was tough. It one was commander tough. to another, and yeah, it was. It was it was a like, big reason on why I left um, from uh, the Oregon unit and went to Wyoming, which was yeah, super super was super. A dick move, it, it right? was a shit move, but. It was. It is not anything I wanted. It's just <laughs> what I needed. You know, I was gonna. Uh, I was. Gonna I think that's it. what Jen needed. That's not what you needed. Oh. Yep, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, doesn't listen to this one. Uh, she, she knows full well, man. She knows it all. So. I know it's a it's a family issue, and it's still. I mean, I'm five and a half hours, which is only half the drive you had to do. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it was—it's been taxing. It's been a taxing. Um, it'll be 14 years next year, and yeah, it's—it's going to be. I'm going to be done. Yeah. Wait a minute. I'm happy to. Wait a minute. Hmm. You're driving five and a half hours one way. Is that what you said? Yeah, that's only to go yeah, to the military. That's easy. Oh, the military. Yeah, okay, yes. we're back on the military. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. Sorry, we're back on the mill side. Too. I thought you were talking about your current job. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, no. <laughs> well, no, that's that's 14 miles. Oh, okay. Miles All right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I, I think our viewer or, or viewers, our listeners are going to want to know what is the history? Cause obviously you guys did a bunch of years together, but when did you meet and how long were you actually in the same place? Did you go to Korea together? All that fun stuff. No, I didn't meet Steve until we were both in the 270th air traffic control squadron in Klamath Falls, Oregon. Okay. I got there in 2002. Um, and I left there in 2014. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I got there in 2008. 08. Got it. To present. Nice. And you were active duty prior to, just like me, correct? 
I did. Yeah, I did six years. Okay. And you grew up in Arizona, correct? I did. Yeah, I grew up at in Grand Canyon, Grand Canyon National Park. Grand what? Canyon High School. Yeah, Grand Canyon Unified School District. <laughs> did you even know that was a thing? No. I didn't until I met Stephen. K-, K through 12 on like what seemed to be like an acre and a half of land. How many kids in your class? Do you remember? 24. Holy shit. Damn. <laughs> That's smaller than yeah. I even remember. Was Holy there even shit. sports? Did you have any sports? Yeah, I know. I played, uh, they, we didn't have a football program, but I, I started the year with soccer and then played basketball in the winter and then baseball in the spring. Oh, that's good. At least there were sports. That's a small high school. That Holy is. Shit. Oh, yeah. Um, before no I keep. Tryouts. Well, no, hell no. Whoever Everybody shows made up the is going to be on the team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can breathe? Yeah, come on out. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep, yeah. come on out. Yeah, please, please. Um, I, Steve, you're drinking. We actually worked this out finally. We we never do this, yeah. but you are actually drinking the same beer we are. What are your thoughts on this uh, Black Butte Porter? Always been a fan of the old Black Butte Porter. Deschutes is uh, they put together a good lineup of beers, beer skis, and so I bought the variety pack. Just hoping that Chris could line it up today at the on, on base, and it worked out. It's I delicious. Love. I really like it. I love the base. Made a, made a special trip. Oh, the base is great. The selection is great. They just didn't have the variety pack, so. What the old standby, Blackview Porter. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah it's, it's lovely. All right. Should we dive into some military questions? Okay. For the layman man that did not serve. Fire away. How about this? Uh, I'm ready. Steve, why don't you explain to our listeners what our air traffic control mission is? Yeah. Not just from the military standpoint, but our guard mission is pretty unique as opposed to, say, an active duty air traffic controller. What are our capabilities? Our capabilities are supposed to be that within a a 72-hour period, they can recall us controllers, we can pack up our stuff, and be on our way to anywhere in the world in 72 hours. We have a mobile uh, tower. We're supposed to have a mobile uh, radar facility, (laughs) but it is... We're um, supposed to. That's funny. It's just so old, it's, it's hard to move. It's so old. It's... And, you know, when I deployed a couple of years ago, I worked out of the an actual working one, but oh, we can get back to that. But anyway, uh, yeah, in three days, we're supposed to be on our way anywhere with full air traffic capabilities um, to include navigational aids and all that kind of stuff. So um, it, it, it is a very unique mission. There's 10, there's 10 units uh, in the entire United States, and we are one of two on the western side. And then there's one out in Hawaii. Everything else is back out on the East Coast. So each one of those units, just so, because again, I know nothing, but each one of those units could deploy and and do that mission by themselves, or does it need to be additional units with them? Um, It it could be um, autonomous. Okay. It could be. A lot of the times, it's a joint effort because Mm -hmm. on a moment's notice, you're usually kind of cherry picking from all of the different units. Okay, maybe we take this piece of equipment from them. We take these personnel from here, okay. and they make like a like a, a super group. But we do have the uh, ability to autonomously just go as a unit, all the controllers, all the maintainers, all the admin people, and and go and set up. Would this be again? All my references are movie related, mm-hmm. so don't hate. No, it's all good. But forward operating base is a real thing. Yeah. Yes. This is where you guys would come into play for that reason, right? They step in airfield. Yeah. They got to have 
somebody mm-hmm. that's you guys yeah. that's us Domest- domestically or or abroad because yeah. a lot of our mission is based on uh you know like Oregon's per particular big mission is they're expecting this massive earthquake in right it could be tomorrow or it could be a hundred years from now but um our mission is to provide the state with air traffic services at any facility or any runway or or no runway you know we can provide helicopter services in a field or we can go abroad like like, like i did in 2018 okay where'd you go steve I was in uh, Al Assad, Iraq, for six and a half months or six months or something. Like that. Beautiful place. Oh, <laughs> lovely, lovely. <laughs> Do you guys refer to it as the desert? I've had a few military yes. friends that just call it the desert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's real thing. Okay. That's what it is. That's, that's all. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So let's let's dive right in. Um, I think the biggest stigma of at least for I think people that haven't joined mm-hmm. is that it was your only option. You didn't have any other options. So you said, fuck it. I'm going to go to the military. And I don't think that's true, but I think that's the stigma that's around. That's, I think you'd get out of the, you know, however many were 1% of, of the population. So mm-hmm. out of however many thousands or million of people that is, you'd get a million different answers. Yeah. Um, for myself personally, it was, I did not want to go to school right away. Okay. I mean, like, shit, I just did 13 years of school. I don't want to go back to school. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I had an older brother who paved that way. I went and visited him where he was. I saw what he got to do on a daily basis. I said, yes. Yeah. Let's do that. You know, I'm doing a cool job. I'm away from my parents. I get paid and (laughs) I can do... You know, some inappropriate shit every once in a yeah. while. <laughs> to, a, to a point. Yeah. Steve, what about you? Uh, I actually, yeah, slightly different path. I actually got a full ride uh, scholarship to Arizona State. Um, and I went and I passed probably maybe a class in my first three semesters. <laughs> nice. Uh, I heard it's a bit of a, a little, party little, town. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of a culture shock going from Grand Canyon to uh, Tempe, Arizona. Uh, So I went, I drank, uh, I ate, I gained my freshman 60. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then I ended up going back home for a little bit because I was on academic probation or whatever. And where I'm from, there's a lot of like air tours and helicopters and airplanes and all that kind of stuff. And I kind of worked there growing up. So I got a job back there, and and I just ended up growing into this interest in aviation, which turned into me finding a recruiter. Nice. So I, I have to go back because because I manage Arizona State in my current job. What was your full ride for? Academics. Oh, Steve, you really fucked that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're telling me. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Oh, sorry, I had to do that. I had to do it. Ouch. Okay, back to. Uh... Yeah, I, was actually, I, I was like, I had these uh, visions. You know, it's funny because I had visions of being. I I was a good baseball player in Division One, and uh, in Grand Canyon, you know, so playing a bunch of other 
small, tiny schools in northern Arizona. Yep. And so I got invited to a camp at Arizona State. So I just thought it was just this natural progression. Like, oh, they think I'm all right. I'm going to go play baseball at Arizona State, walk on. And then I got there and went to my first camp. And uh, that first 90-plus uh, mile-an-hour fastball that crossed the plate, I don't know if I saw it. And, but I did know that at that point, like this, I'm not going to play baseball here. This is not happening. <laughs> yep. Uh, First pitch. Well, uh, I'm out later. Yeah. Big gulps, huh? Basically, you know. So, yeah, big gulps, huh? <laughs> well, see you later. Yeah. So that's kind of how that went. Um, so you know, oh well, then I'll just try to get into business school. Well, I mean, Ryan, you probably know that uh, that requires a lot of work and smarts. So I changed to communications, and then. You know, I think I passed bowling before I left. Yes. There was bowling well, in, in college? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I bowled for a class. It was great. That's amazing. I took table tennis. I took first aid. Oh, and good. I took weightlifting. Oh, All classes yeah. that awesome. shouldn't be classes. Is there skiing? <laughs> no, I was in East Tennessee, so no. Damn it. Unfortunately. So, you, Ryan, you just graduated, or you just got another degree from Notre Dame. Is that what I understand? Look at uh, He's been listening. He has been listening. Yeah. Uh, not technically a degree. Uh, an intense. Some credentials. Some credentials. An intense executive yeah. program. Um, long story short, I were, I've always been, my career path has always been higher ed. Kind of the way you both were kind of like, uh, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. I did business and just kind of, you know, fell on my face. And then got back to, to Utah, and uh, I worked for a really small institution here and um, did eight years of work with them. But I got my master's through them for free. Well, as I've learned in the business world, especially at my current company, um, it really matters where you went to school. I go, I go as far as in certain aspects. I'll put it that way. I don't want to go into like great detail, but in certain aspects, it matters. And so to kind of, you know, get a really good name on my resume, I took this intensive course. And, um, and again, you know, I always kind of, I, I won't say regret, but it always felt like I was missing something by going to a really small college in East Tennessee. Mm. Although I loved my time there and I met some of my best friends. It's not a name anybody knows. And I always felt like, damn it, no one knows where the hell that is. But anyway, <laughs> that's just kind of well, my thing. And, yeah. You. Thank you. It was, yeah. it was, uh, it was actually a lot of fun. It was fun to, to kind of get back into it. And it wasn't very, um, it wasn't super intense. It was, you know, not a lot of time per week. So it was, it was nice. Cool. Anyway, back to my questions. Cause I got a doozy for you. Too. Uh, oh, and I, I, I can't call Steve a douchebag cause I don't know Steve, but Chris, you're a douchebag. So wow, here we so go. Here we go. Wow. This is going to, this is taking a turn, one. isn't it? Better drink some more of that beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. From what I've heard, now again, my uncles are Navy, Marines, and Army, okay? I have no relatives in the Air Force. Mm -hmm. Of every branch of the military, they have made fun of the Air Force in every single one, saying you guys are by far the biggest pussies. Please rebuttal and save the reputation of the Air Force. Um, I think I would think the same exact thing (laughs) if I was in their position. Okay, okay. But okay. here is my rebuttal. Uh, it's because we are smarter than them and we didn't join the fucking Navy or the, Air- the Army. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And, and truly, if there's ever like a joint base where there's, you know, you share the base with Army or Navy, Marines, all that, mm-hmm. 
every single other service is like, man, you guys got it good. Your chow hall's way better. Your dorms are nicer. This is way better. I've heard that from every single <laughs> sister uh, service. Chris, Chris, it's not a chow hall. It's a dining facility. Oh, oh. right. Dining facility. The DFAC. Yeah. Sorry about yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, you got anything to add to that? Um, no, man. I, I respect the hell out of all those guys. But, yeah, they can call us that all they want. But I made the better choice. Boom. Mic drop. Boom. Wow. I mean, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to be like, yeah, screw you guys, because everybody needs, um, you know, to participate and, mm-hmm. and do their, do their, their job, right? Yep. Um, right. I just think there is a lot more relatable things on the outside f- coming from an Air Force uh, profession yeah. than there would be from, say, the Army, Marines, and Navy. Now, that's not. To say that there isn't in those other services, there certainly is. I would say there's just more opportunities okay. to something that relates to the civilian sector. Yeah, it's, right? it's yeah. more marketable positions. Right, because if you fly, no matter what you fly, you can fly when you're done. And, and right. to even attack the stigma about, oh, Air Force, you must fly – you know, dude, that is such a small speck of the Air Force's mission is the actual flying portion. But it's the coolest. To be perfectly honest. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I mean, that's what probably. we see as that's non-military what you, people. You would yes. think. Air Force. Yes. Oh, you're you must be a pilot or you must fly. Um like I said, it's a it's a small a small portion. What would you say the biggest portion? What's the biggest job of the Air Force in the military other than flying? Because it's not the biggest. Security forces. forces. Security? Or security forces, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would. Mm-hmm. See, didn't know that. Yep. I that would be my, my guess. I could be, dude, I could be way off. He said services. I said security forces. It's, who the hell knows, man? I mean, we probably could Google It's a hell of a lot of jobs. We'd probably Google it. Figure it <laughs> out. Probably. <laughs> GTS. Google that shit. Google that shit. Um, Google that shit, man. Yeah, we've I've grown up next to Hill Air Force Base most of my life mm-hmm. I mean, since elementary school. So I've always associated the Air Force with the F-16 sure. just because that's what I saw flying every day. You were lucky, man. So awesome. Pretty awesome. Are you ever get sick of it? Uh, the only time I've ever gotten sick of the jets is when I'm on a really important meeting and I'm mid-sentence oh, and my right. window's open. And it's like, what is that? <laughs> Oh, sorry, I live next to uh, Air Force Base. But then everyone's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it always yeah. works out. You know, um, I think it would be strange if I wasn't near it. I've been around it. Oh, I know. It's super strange last to not be around years. it. Yeah, Just absolutely. Because of where I've lived, it's, it, would be, it would be a missing piece. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Kind of need it. So I had a, a military guy always tell me every time you hear a jet, it's the sound of freedom. So you can't get mad at it. Damn right. Sound of freedom. Freedom. Damn right. Um, awesome. So I think lastly, because we're, we're getting to the end here, but I always – I had a good friend that was an MP in the Air Force. And I don't know if – do you guys call them MPs? Security forces. Okay. SPs. SP. Mm-hmm. And he was a canine guy. That's dope. Really cool guy. Um, and I always gave him shit because I was like – every time we would drink and get together – and this is before kids. Mm-hmm. Kind of give you a mindset. But like, dude, you got you to gotta salute me if you want another beer. And he – Took so much to offense to that. I would too. Is that, yeah? Is that offensive? Because I don't know. Uh, yeah. Is it? Um, Explain that 
to a layman because I obviously don't see it. I would only give you my observation. Give your observation. My, my side of that. If I'm saluting somebody, it's out of respect for the position or the rank that I'm saluting. Mm-hmm. So I'm enlisted. I'm not an officer. The highest ranking enlisted person would have to salute the lowest ranking officer. Okay. That's just how that goes. So you salute every officer you you pass by. It's okay. just the custom and courtesy of the military. So it's a it's a bittersweet thing. It's okay. an earned position. I mean, like I said, the the highest ranking enlisted person would salute the lowest ranking officer, but it comes with uh, you, you earn those positions, right? Right. Um, so it's kind of uh, something you don't fuck around with. That's so. F- so for somebody to say, "Hey, you have to salute me," you're gonna kind of take offense to it. And he did. Yeah, I was 21. Like he got pissed, fair. right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't I, do it again. <laughs> I, I I completely understand where he's coming from. What do you think, Steve? What is what is your take on that, man? Um. I just avoid saluting at all. <laughs> I've also heard that too. That's not the first time I've heard that. What's the stigma behind yeah. that? It just because it's a pain in the ass? Yeah. Okay. I'm talking yeah, yeah, to it, Steve. It kind of is. I mean, there, and there's certain people you don't mind it that you're around and you see them and you salute them. Um, but like, like Chris just said, you know, you could be, I'm eight, 19 years in the air force and there could be, you know, Lieutenant, uh, dirtbag, you know, he's, for you know he's a year in yeah he just commissioned you know and i'm supposed to salute him and there you can see it in their eyes and they're just like looking at you waiting for you to do it you know so a lot of times that's I'll not just, all you know, stay inside or, or you know <laughs> stand under the awning <laughs> yeah where i don't have to have my cover on and you know i'll hold the door for you bud go ahead but so i'm I, gonna go out of my way well that makes sense and i appreciate the answer because again that's not something i would know yeah. But I will have. I do have to tell my f- the funniest saluting story I've ever witnessed in real life. So, Steve, just so you know, uh, after college, I worked for Enterprise Rent a Car, and we had a satellite office on Hill Air Force Base. Some right. of my favorite hours of working at that company were on the Air Force Base. Why? Because I got to deal with non-Utahns. No offense, Utah, but we have some pretty not awesome people. <laughs> oh, really? Um, and the base was just always full of people not from here. And yeah. so I connected with them, yeah. right? More so it'd be dudes flying in on, you know, the huge C-130s coming in from Illinois and renting a car for whatever they were doing on orders. And right. so it was just fun to talk to these guys. And so we were in the, is it BX or PX? I can never remember. The PX is on an army post. What's post the- exchange. A BX is a base exchange. Base, okay. It's the same effing thing. I don't okay. know why they differentiate the two. I knew there was one of them. I don't know the why. The BX is on Hill Air Force Base. Yeah. So I'm coming out of the BX, and again, it's this whole I'll hold the door thing, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously, a, a really junior airman, probably just fresh off the boat, mm-hmm. coming in, officer coming out, doesn't salute him. Ooh. Holy shit. It was like Armageddon. The guy flipped around, <sighs> came out of there, and just <laughs> berated this poor kid for a good 15 minutes on saluting protocol. Me as a civilian, I chuckled because I thought it was kind of hilarious. Right. But I can imagine the stigma now that Steve kind of mm-hmm. mentioned it. You could hear – did you hear the disdain out of Steve? Uh, uh, yeah. 
Like, really? Oh, yeah. It was bad. What a douchey thing to do. And I think every officer listening right now is thinking the same exact thing. Uh, There's so many other ways to go about it, and that's the worst. That's the worst. Now, if it were a higher-ranking enlisted person trying to mentor their junior airman, having Mm -hmm. missed it, I understand that part. But the officer to berate the young kid, what a douche. Yeah, it was definitely – I mean, I – Understand ranks and sh- on shoulders, and that was not that was an officer for sure. Shitty, but anyway, I at the time yeah. again, I was in my twenties. Yeah, twenties thought it was hilarious. That's <laughs> well, I, mean, I think I would I would have died laughing too. Just, <laughs> yeah. back, back in those days, yeah, like, oh yeah. Oh, you're an idiot. I gotta go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I'm got so glad I, I'm a civilian right now. You poor saps, poor sons of bitches. <laughs> Oh, no. But yeah, I I total, I mean, Chris knows this. I completely respect the guys that make the choice to join and obviously have some really strong family ties to, to folks in the military. So it's always appreciated. And Steve, you know, you go there as well. Appreciate your service and uh, the continued service that you guys continue to do. Well, I appreciate the support. Thank you. Yeah, Steve, thank you for your service, man. Yeah, you too. Sir. Chris said that was such <laughs> bullshit in his eyes. I'm sorry you couldn't see that, Steve. Uh, but he can care less. Uh, no, I, I can see uh. his bald face right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, are, we are at time, gentlemen. Oh, man, it's over already? We're actually seven minutes yeah, that, over, bro. Yeah, you're right. That, that went way faster than I anticipated. I didn't even say anything interesting. I feel like you did. So, you uh, know. Uh, I don't know what that makes you feel any better. I feel like, <laughs> we'll have I feel to like have you, you back, Stephen. I feel like the season should have kicked off with more laughs and interest. With I'm, I'm kind of boring. Nah, military's awesome. I like talking about it. I think um, this was an interesting episode for I think the layman. Yep. Um, if you're interested in air traffic control or the military, hit up Ryan or I. Don't hit me up, please. Hit um, Chris up. Hit me up. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, you know where to find us. We're not going to go through the emails, but um, hit us up on whatever platform you listen to us on and, and ask questions, and we'll, we'll get you back for sure. I always ask questions. Absolutely. If you have a question, you can send it to me, and I will definitely let Chris answer. So, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. Steve, send thanks so much for joining, man. Oh, no. I appreciate it, and I, I, I really had a good time. I, I'll join you guys anytime you want. We will have you back for sure. We we are going to start having the reoccurring guest segment. I know we are. So yes, yes. We'll bring back Nick from Wisconsin. We'll bring back Steve from California. It'll be great. I'll be sitting by the phone anxiously. <laughs> <laughs> that was complete bullshit. But sure. No. No. <laughs> no. 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 Uh, all right, Steve, we're going to let you go. Um, have a good night. Uh, tuck in those kiddos, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, it was a pleasure meeting you, Ryan, and uh, you guys take care. See you, take bud. Care. Bye-bye. I miss you, Chris. Miss you. Yeah. Awesome stuff, brother. These things go by so fast. They do. Um, we should just keep going. You just want to keep, you just want to keep going? Uh, sometimes I sometimes do. Sometimes I do, but we can't. Sometimes I don't. You're right. Um, we can't. Yeah, like I said, guys, if you got questions about any of these topics that we talk about, shoot us an email or hit us up on um, Apple the Podcasts, social medias. Socials, socials, wherever you can find us, and uh, we'll get back to you. 
We talked about some interesting topics today, and we will continue to do so throughout the season. Um, if you have any topics you guys want to hear about, hit us up on that one as well. Absolutely. Get our perspective. Uh, or if you got beers, if you wanted to shoot us a couple of beers uh, to try, we're happy to, to try them and let you know. Absolutely. All right, brother. Till we see this next one again, guys, stay positive and love your life. Later. Later.